Hello! Welcome to Friday Night Insights, your favorite Friday Night Lights podcast 10 years later. This is episode two, Eyes Wide Open. I'm Sam, and I'm joined with my co-host... Mackenzie. And what do you do, Mackenzie? Um, I watch Friday Night Lights. That's yeah, all so I do. Yeah, so you can tell that we are ultra-qualified for this because we watch it. Uh-huh. So... Friday Night Lights. What are you thinking? Um, so when I first saw the title of this episode, I thought it was the title of a movie that is very inappropriate. And Eyes Wide Shut? <laughs> yeah. And then I Googled it and I was like, wait, no, that's the wrong thing. Are, is like, there any crossover? Call that. Is there any crossover between the no, two? No, none I've at never, all. Okay, okay. Literally none at all. Have you ever seen Eyes Wide Shut? I haven't, and you're Let's not making me want to. Keep it that way. Okay. Keep it that way. It's very inappropriate. I didn't finish it. It made me highly uncomfortable. Sounds. So that is a very <laughs> high, <laughs> very high recommendation on Eyes Wide Shut. Eyes Wide Open, Friday Night Lights, Season 1, Episode 2. The second string quarterback finds himself in the spotlight in the wake of Jason Street's serious injury. As game day approaches, the team appears united, pledging to win the game for a teammate. Previous episode, Pilot. What were your overall thoughts? Um, I feel bad for Matt. Is basically my biggest overall takeaway. Why? People are mean. Well, do you think it's the people or the expectations or is there a difference? Because yes, last, last episode we talked so much about expectations and I think that, you know, that's something that's going to continually come back with this. I think yeah, some of our, yeah, yeah. the forecasts of like, you know, family, faith, expectations, every single episode, there's something about that. Yeah, so on the, so that you... For anyone who hasn't watched the show, which why are you listening to this? I don't you think you need to. Show, but continue. If you, continue if you listening. Yeah, continue listening to this. You, yeah. You'll be, we'll hit all the major plot points. I mean, go yeah. watch it because it's way better than what we're doing, but. Accurate. Still. Okay. Okay. So if you don't watch it, they go day by day. And so this episode started with Sunday and then they go to Monday, like every day of the week they have like. That's how they switch scenes. Not really scenes, but like... And they, they tell you on the screen, too. They, they yeah, say, they tell you on this the is Thursday now. Yeah, in case you struggle with days of the week. As we tell. all do. The problem is Sam doesn't know how to read, and so... Well, you heard me trying to read that little him. thing a minute ago. It struggles. Yeah. It's, it's rough. Um, someone actually whispered it into his ear. Instead, like he didn't have paper in front of him. I can read would... Thursday. I know what that <laughs> word looks like. Come on. All right. Okay. Sure. You've improved then. Okay. Um. So they go through day by day, and something that happened on Monday, which was the second day of this episode, they started with Sunday. Um. Was Matt and Landry were listening to the radio on the way to school, and. They were talking about the football team and Jason Street being injured, and they referred to it as, quote, a tragic blow to the season, and then said, followed that up with, Jason Street is the Panthers, 
And then when talking about Matt, which they got his last name wrong. Like, mm. it's not that hard. Yeah, they got it with Sorensen. Like, stop being butts. Um, they, with regards to Matt, Sor- Matt Sorensen, they said... Sarazen, you dumb. Sarazen, shh. <laughs> you're just, you're just as bad as this too. fake news radio oh, no. people. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, Matt Saracen. They said, anyone can throw a nice pass. Like, they're being so rude. So rude. Like. So rude. And, I mean, and they're like, I, didn't, I don't even think that his eyes were open. And we get some callbacks later in the episode. So let's build some intrigue and talk about this again in about 50 minutes. This first episode, the first pilot, it was pretty much all exposition and scene setting. This one starts bringing in the storylines a little bit better i think um more immediate like the the first act of this episode is a lot of smash and tim storylines and then we get into a lot of the tammy taylor storylines and a lot more into matt but you get a lot more of tyra too yeah we do which yeah i have thoughts but okay that's not for now first first thing that we see it starts out with church there's more church at the beginning um, I think that it was kind of interesting how, like, they they are making the the Smash and Tim Riggins uh, drama motivated by a bunch of different angles. Like, you see it motivated as the I want to be the star of this team type thing. You see it motivated by there's a racial element, especially, I mean, at the beginning with this, there's a very segregated two different churches. And both of them are talking about the same stuff. Both of them are talking about street, which is like, okay, so they're they're still separate in some way, but like it, it also shows how together the town is that even with that divide that's still there and what I, I don't even know what I'm trying to say about that, but like it, you see the division and also the 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 unity the unity the community about everything mm-hmm. and i thought that that was a really interesting way to start it especially with how much screen time um tim riggins and smash get in the next like 10 minutes yeah yeah and that was one of my main thoughts when it opened with the church scenes is this is a very strong community mm-hmm. and they're very i mean something happens to one person and it happens to all of them and that comes through, I think, especially in the church scenes. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do any actual church in the first episode. It was just a bunch of prayers. But the same yeah. thing happens. And, you know, showing showing the connection between faith and community, I think that that's going to be a thing that they keep drawing on over and over to the point where it becomes, you know, just one little prayer and then we remember Oh yeah, this it, it turns it into something bigger so that they're they're using it as a code. Yeah. Um next scene we see Street in the hospital and Lila is just freaking out. She, she's freaking out, but not in like because if I if I'm correct about what this scene is, it's she's It's the one where she brings in the poster. She bring, yeah, so it's, I think it's Monday. It's Sunday or Monday, and it's she's, Sunday. And so the the injury happened two days ago, and she's yeah. already just like, "Well, we're gonna get you back into this, and we're blah 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 blah." blah. 
Yeah, she. It's a very hopeful freak out. It is, but it stresses me out. But oh yeah, no, absolutely. I I have a comment. Actually, I think I don't think it was on this day, but later in the episode when she continues to do stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, I wrote, "Is Lila's optimism harmful? Like, ultimately, is it harmful to Jason and mm-hmm. to the people who are also having to deal with this?" I think it is, but I also don't think it's entirely. I mean, I think it makes sense that she is the way she is with yeah. Buddy being her father, because through Buddy. I'm seeing more and more as being kind of all expectations embodied. And he's kind of the the speaking vessel for the entire town. Where yeah. later on in it, uh, he corners Coach Taylor at his office and, you know, is just talking about, well, this is this is tradition and we we have all of this. And so Lila grew up around that all the time. I, I think it's got to have affected her. Yeah, well, and clearly this is something that's a coping mechanism for her. Like, her optimism is yeah. is her way of coping with everything. Um, but she, she does come by it naturally. Yeah. Do you notice anything else in that scene? Um, well, that's the scene where they talk about him possibly being paralyzed. Yeah, but they don't actually say it at that point. Yeah. um, But it seems like at this point of the episode, the big question is, will Jason walk again? Mm, Because we don't know anything. Because we know nothing. So it immediately cuts from that to Saracen (laughs) working on the football field. It's, It's a big team practice and he is not good. He's... He's not. He's struggling. He's actively bad at football in this scene. Um, and everyone starts freaking out. You see some of the assistant coaches or the not Coach Taylor coaches, you know, start questioning things. And, hey, maybe we need to use Smash a little bit more. Yeah. And say, was it this scene? No, that was on Sunday after church where the priest was like, you need a plan. Yeah. But th- it continues on into this scene with people saying we need to figure something out that doesn't focus on Saracen being our key player. Which at this point, I think is kind of understandable. After seeing him in practice, I was saying last episode how it was, I thought it was awesome how understanding they were being in the moment. And I think now reality has hit them that like, Maybe it was more than just his nerves getting to him during that game. Maybe he actually is not good. Right. They're... But also, he's a sophomore. And so you see Coach Taylor as being kind of the place in the middle where, you know, he's a realist, but he also is a quarterback coach more than anything. Yeah. And he he recognizes that, you know, quarterback is going to be – it's the most important – position that you have in football like a good quarterback can make you win games a bad quarterback you won't win any games and so he recognizes that yes it is this team effort but at the same time you know the quarterback is really really important so he he did this quote I liked where he was talking to Saracen and said you need to know this offense in your mind in your body you need to know this offense so well that your children are going to know this offense in their own DNA 
and you know it's at the beginning it's still a lot of pressure on Saracen still and it's building oh, it absolutely. up but I at this point we don't know anything about Saracen coach doesn't know anything about Saracen like he's just this pawn in the game rather than an actual person so which you I can, really like where they go with that yeah so do I um it's man this I'm a crier I don't know if you know this about me but we had some good moments in this episode. I did not cry at all. Yeah. So Coach is obviously frustrated by the situation, but he's handling it really well. Um, they, <laughs> they cut to Tim Riggins alone in the film room, and he's oh. crying while watching the film of Street. Yeah, that was a rough scene. I really liked in this episode how they're showing how men handle grief in different ways because I still feel like, like I think that we're making progress as society of not beating up people for having emotions, but I it still is like a especially in in athletics and football especially and in know, Texas and in Texas you can't you have to be stoic. Um, but there are yeah. a few scenes in this that they show guys either crying or handling emotion in a different way or just struggling with the whole pressure of that situation of how to express yourself. Yeah, I I like that a lot. And I, I agree. I think we've gotten better, but I think that there are still more people, more men who believe that they can't express emotion than there really like should be. And maybe the more than I realized just because of, like, the people that I surround myself with. Like, it's, they're the people who are like, yeah, that's totally fine. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't care. But I think, you know, that's my world. That's not Mm -hmm. the world. I mean, growing up, my, some of my biggest male figures in my life like your dad was one of them and he's a huge crier right oh yeah and so i i saw that growing up as a normalized thing and yet i still didn't cry for like 10 years of my life some of it just because you know you're it's just such a weird thing there's so much of it just like embodied in our culture Mm -hmm. of people telling men not to cry Mm mm-hmm and not to express emotion. And it's, I mean, even if you have examples of that in your life, it's hard to ignore the fact that it's still everywhere else. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. Um, so <laughs> I maybe noticed what, and I could be wrong, but I noticed what might be a discontinuity of their plot. I mean, it's very, very small. Where? But the book club was supposed to be on Wednesday. (laughs) What day was the book club? It it was on Monday. (laughs) It was supposed to be on Wednesday. I'm like 90% sure that it was supposed to be on Wednesday. That was Tammy's first real scene, right? She didn't really have much in the first episode. Yeah, yeah. And she has developed, like, they developed her a lot more in this. Oh my gosh. In this she episode. Is, she is my favorite. Um, I like her a lot. So um. on the, the Wednesday book club on Monday, <laughs> the they start 
without, you know, being at an actual book club. And then within seconds, it's all football. And she no, can't they, escape it. They don't even start out being an actual book club. She meant, like, Tammy mentions that she loved the book. Uh-huh. And then they all laugh and we're like, oh, honey, we don't read the book. I hate them. Like, they just do it as an excuse to drink wine and hang out. Which is totally fine. Like, I'm not shaming them for drinking wine and hanging out. I am. (laughs) Don't call it a book club. Exactly. Just call it, we're getting together to drink on a Wednesday. Yeah, that's on a Monday. Yeah, I mean, it's the we are a bunch of liars club. Yeah, that's truly what it, like, why do you have to lie to your husbands in order to go hang out with your friends? You shouldn't have to. Stop. Be better. And they're just talking about... Like, do they have well, any hobbies other than football in this well, town? Well, so part of me wonders if they'd been trying to get Tammy to go to the book club for so long because they wanted an in with the coach's wife. Yeah. all It seems like all of them have children on the team. Mm. And so they're... Like, the entirety of those conversations was, oh, what do you know about this and his plans for this player... And it felt, oh, I hate everyone there except Tammy. Mm-hmm. Because it just felt like they were using her. Mm-hmm. And it also made me wonder, like, is this actually a book club when Tammy's not there? Mm-hmm. And the only reason that they were like, oh, no, not a book club, ha, 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 was so that they could talk to her about football and try to figure out what Coach was planning on doing. Well, I think it makes sense that they're motivated by their own self-interest and if they if well yeah I, I i must have not noticed that but if all of their kids are on the football team like absolutely like that that just makes way too much sense there's no friction in that so it but it annoyed me it is annoying very heavily like very deeply yesterday very i saw i saw in your notes something about the I'm not going to say it right. The Bechdel test. Is it Bechdel or Bechdel? <laughs> Bechdel. Bechdel. The Bechamel test? The, me- the Bechamel test. Yeah. Um, I know that we have not yet passed said test. Oh, yeah. Yeah, currently I don't no. know how long it'll take to pass said test. I feel like it if happens ever. eventually, but I could be totally wrong. So Because Bechdel, for those, or the bechamel test, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> it's delicious. Is, yeah. Um, and that's well, why everyone wants their stuff to Flour and it. butter and milk. Because it's very good. <laughs> and it's the base of a lot of mac and cheese. So, you know, very Ultimate good. Ultimate food. Um, but the test is a question of whether any women, basically the, to figure out how to whether something passes the test or not is ask yourself, do any women in this show talk to other women, not about men? Correct. So far, the answer is no. Well, is is the football team itself male? I think so, yes. <sighs> is Why there can't any it be genderless? No, I, I don't know, but still, <laughs> just because <laughs> all of the parts comprising it are male. It's Does that male. Make... Oh my gosh. It is male. We might not pass this for a while. Give me an argument for it not being male. It's... Is church male? No, because... 
Well, I'm saying it's kind of like its own huge institution. It's probably male. I don't know. <laughs> it's not going to pass it for a while. But we we see that scene, and then immediately after, it's another scene that kind of shows, you know, it's all about guys in this show at this point, where the rally girl comes up to Matt Saracen and is like, Hey, I'm yours now. What do you want? Yeah, that was weird. She literally says, so my comment on this was, ew. (laughs) (laughs) Now that you're first string, you get a first string rally girl. Ew. 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 That's what I have to say about that. He didn't, like, jump on it, though, which is nice. It shows He was very confused. Yeah. I think that Saracen's a good dude. Um, Yeah. So that was... she made him cake later in the episode. Because cake is great. I mean, yeah, no, I'm a big fan of making cake. I don't know if you know this about me. You've taught at a high school before. Yes. Did they have rally girls? What is a rally girl? So the answer there is no, because I don't know what it is. (laughs) Like, are they separate from cheerleaders? Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't know what a rally girl is. I don't think that high school did have rally girls. Um, I mean, they had cheerleaders. Uh Uh-huh. Every high school has cheerleaders. Um, But I don't think a cheerleader was assigned to a football player to make him cake or cookies. I can't remember in this if there's any crossover between who the rally girls are and who the cheerleaders are. I think there might be a little bit, but I... I know that they came together for that poster for Jason. And Lila mentioned that it was beautiful that they came together. So, you know, must be a big deal. Uh, Football players are gods. We, we just learn more and more. They are in control. Um, Smash is at that restaurant, and he's talking big talk. Do you think Smash is going to lead this team? I hope not, just because his ego needs to be brought down oh, a little so smidgen. Like, can he not? So Smash is, I think he plays running back, for those who have not seen, which... Please listen to us and please go watch it. Um, he plays or running back. Or just listen to us. I don't care. Or if just watch listen it. to us. Yeah, it's this can be like a huge game of telephone where we will give you seventy-two episodes of content, <laughs> and then oh, there's the movie. We'll have to do the one on the movie to <laughs> compare and contrast. Okay. All and right. there's a book. We're not reading the book. Because I can't read. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to have to read it to you. I guess we'll do 73 episodes of this. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe 74 if we decide to do the book. You already... Gosh, make up your mind. Maybe, Sam, maybe between now and episode 73, you will have learned to read. I can sure hope so. I just... Um, I believe in you and your ability. At this point, Smash, I don't feel like he is going to lead the team because I just don't believe it. It doesn't seem like that's even the direction that Coach wants to go. Mm-mm. And, and we can get into that later. Um, 
but it seems like there's a lot of pressure from others to get Smash to lead the team. But I think Coach realizes that won't work and that they mm. need a good quarterback. I also feel like Smash is being a little opportunistic, seeing that, you know, well, I'm the next best player. Scouts are already planning on coming out for these games. It's me. I want to go play in the NFL. Um, and we just start seeing a little bit more of his goals and motivations. Yeah. Which I can't, like, I can't villainize him for that. I can. He's being mean. <laughs> I want Saracen to win. I, well, yeah. No, you're, I also want Saracen to win. And he is being mean. But he also has dreams. And if this is his opportunity to get noticed by a scout, like not having the distraction of the star quarterback might be beneficial to him. And That's I don't, true. I can't villainize him for seeing it that way. Can you villainize him for? I can villainize him for big, so many other things. For talking big game three days after his quarterback got. Yeah, no, that's a a rude move. It's it's just the timing. We don't thing. like it. It's a yeah. Yeah, like so. Too Riggins soon. is also in that place. This is they're at the the restaurant that Matt Saracen works at, and aren't they? It's a different one, I think. They're at a restaurant. Saracen also works at a restaurant. I thought yeah. it was the same. I'll have to pay attention to that next time. But Riggins is there, and Tyra is there. And everyone's there. Everyone's Everyone there. is there, except everyone's for Lila. There. But Lila's at the hospital, probably. Lila's, like, doing some sort of meth head stuff. She never stops. She's always going. Yeah. I think she probably takes Adderall. She's, yeah. I don't know. Uh, and but at that at the restaurant at the diner place that all the kids ha apparently hang out on Monday nights. That um, um, Street has his own booth. At. That Street has his own booth. There is a scuffle, one might say. Riggins is drunk. Riggins is always drunk, and Riggins is not a joyful drunk. No, he's not. He is an angry drunk. And... Oh, I feel so bad for Riggins. Just my heart breaks every time thinking about that guy. And it's, I think that's another thing. I want to know show, more about his home life. That, and we do find it out more and more. It's Because no teenager is an alcoholic without having bad stuff going on at home. Yeah. I saw this video on Twitter earlier today that was terrifying. It was, I think, these two kids in Washington and they... They uploaded this to YouTube, and it was two kids holding jewels and, like, bragging about how, you know, this is, it's legal because they're in Washington, and uh, his dad has a weed card, and it's fine, and so it's okay because they, they can steal because it's fine. It's legal. And they're these, like, 12-year-old kids. Yeah. You learn from your examples. And, like, yeah. their their mom was buying them these stupid jewel capsules. Oh, like, my God. Why is this a uh, thing that... Uh, which, like, I mean, there are so many things to get into with drooling, especially with, like, the deaths that have been happening recently, which isn't a risk for these kids that you're talking about right. if they're buying them legally, because what so those deaths have been coming from is the vitamin E that right. is in... 
things that are not legally purchased. Correct. Because so vitamin generally, E is very, very bad for people to ingest. Do not ingest vitamin E. Inhaling anything that's not clean air is bad for you. Generally, not great. Correct. But I mean, I with this whole thing, I'm frustrated because of all of the misinformation and oh, yeah. because there's vilifying. We're vilifying an entire group based on like one or two things that have gone wrong. That doesn't mean we can't vilify the one or two things that have gone wrong. Yeah. But I mean, all of this, all of this media about how. You know, vaping is the evil. No, it's no. it's that it's these people who are buying illegal THC capsules and they've been cut with things that will hurt you. This has nothing to do with like long term effects of vaping nicotine. Nothing to do with it. It's just Yeah. No. There needs to be more information and it's so frustrating. But it shows like, yeah, your parents, what they're doing. Like if you're if your dad is going to be that casual about it. Like the kids obviously haven't been talked to about the dangers of their lifestyle at this point yeah. and about being 12 year olds. And Riggins, <sighs> like he must have learned from some sort of example and had stuff be available to him. And it's just but so that sad. That explain the alcoholism because you don't become dependent on alcohol just because you have seen people drinking alcohol. That's carelessly. true. That's like, true. But I think his... there's probably some bad stuff happening at home and it's not a healthy environment. And there's something happening that's leading him to become dependent on alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, alcoholism is, there's a genetic trait too. I think what I was getting mm-hmm. at with that was like foreshadowing his father is probably a drunk yeah. or something. Like based on yeah. that, it's an easy assumption to make, but yeah. we'll get into that stuff later. Um, the The main thing is, though, this show, I feel, does a really good job of taking it one step deeper than football. Like, it would be really easy to just make, you know, a kind of giddy high school thing. But there's this darker kind of class type conflict in it. Um, oh, Absolutely. They do a really great job. Yeah, you see that a bit later on, a bit more later on in the episode. Exactly. Um, uh, so Riggins, they're at the diner, and he's hearing Smash talk, and so he goes and confronts Smash, and is like, "Get out of, get out of Street's booth." And Smash says no. And then a few seconds later, Riggins throws this glass in the direction of the booth. I don't, I didn't see if it hit anything. I think it hit the window or something. Uh, Yeah. But, you know, a scuffle, a scuffle happens. And then storming out and, oh, and then, wait, was it this? That may have been overreacting. Was this when... (laughs) Was this when Tyra and Smash started talking? That pretty soon after. I think it was the or day after. Or was it after. Tuesday? Okay. I think yeah. it was the day after. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. because we, we I have like five notes before that. So yeah, okay. um, after, after that, we get more Tammy Taylor time. Um, and we learn that she prefers Rice Krispie Treats with M&Ms mixed in. Which, I've never had that. Are we going to try it? We like Rice Krispie Treats. And we like M&M's. I think they'd have to Do be we? like mini M&M's. 
Ooh, mini M&Ms I do like. Mini, mini Wait, M&Ms. do you not like full-sized M&Ms? No. Do you like not... full-sized peanut M&Ms? Yes. But not in... Well, I guess you could cut up... You could do a rough chop on a bunch of peanut M&Ms and throw that in some. That no, might be decent. Well, no. I don't love peanuts. What is wrong with you? <laughs> so much, but that's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> Spinoff um, podcast. Hello and welcome to the What is Wrong with You Mackenzie podcast. I would listen to that. I, I feel like isn't it, that just like therapy that everyone can listen to? <laughs> yeah. I think that there's like a subset of people who would listen to that. Sure. Mostly sure. people who are friends with me and want to know why I am the way I am. No one can tell. <laughs> because yeah, no one can tell. Um Anyways, why? You, why what's what? your issue with M and M's? They're just not good. Like reg, like full size plain M and M's are not good. Is my problem with them? What about like crispy? Those are good. All the variations that are not plain M and M's are good, <laughs> except for the the Nutella ones. Those aren't good. Those are pretty good. They're they're, they're just really rich. rich. Like yeah, they're meh, meh. I also don't like the peanut butter ones because I don't like peanut butter, but, you know. Oh, that's my favorite ones. I thought your favorite one was the Thai coconut. Yeah, but that's that's a variant. It's like the peanut, peanut M&M and the regular M&M are completely different things almost. All right. This the is Thai true. coconut M&M, peanut M&M is great. And I do have like four more bags of them. But... Should we be sponsored by, pe- by M&M? Yeah, as if. As <laughs> if. It's like when I was... <laughs> I needed to get a new computer, and so I talked to my agent, and I'm like, hey, do you think Apple would want to sponsor this? And he was like... <laughs> Fair. <laughs> no, um, it's At not. the end of this episode, it said that... So apparently when you watch the credits, there's a section that says, for promotional consideration by... Mm-hmm. And it was Applebee's. <laughs> there was a scene in the Applebee's, though. Was there? Oh, is... Uh-huh. Does Where... Tyler work at Applebee's? Applebee's? No, no, no. I think um, she does. Maybe. Um, but Tammy and Coach had dinner there. Mm. Love them. Tammy is the star of this show. I love Tammy so much. Coach Taylor. I have some issues with Coach Taylor in this episode. Would be nothing without Tammy. Absolutely. Except for Hottie of the Week. <laughs> We'll get to it. Well, not this week, but last week. Hottie, H-O-T-W, episode one. Hottie of the week, episode one. Send in your nominations for Hottie of the week if you want to watch along. Send us at our Twitter account. It also must be just four of us are following, including the hosts. (laughs) And two people people. who I'm not convinced are ever going to listen to this. This is, it is so much fun to just create something and not care about if anyone's, like, this is, this is therapy for me. Listening expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So through, as of right now, I think it's at 10. 10 people have. on the website or Spotify? That's not Spotify. So we're probably at a healthy, like, 17 listens, which is excellent. Yeah, that's great. I thought it would be five, three to five. And then with exponential growth, by the time we have 70 of these out, you know, we could have a 
healthy like 400 total listens that seems ambitious we have a website though now we, fnipodcast.com fni fni like friday night insights tell your friends um we also have a twitter which is friday insights because and we have an email friday night insights at gmail.com what's this, this thing's what the, what are we called friday night insights okay <laughs> i feel so, like this should be done at the beginning or the end of the episode not in the middle no i mean people always want to put commercials in the middle of a 50 minute episode right they because <laughs> yeah. it's guaranteed that the people who are going to tune into this are going to make it 50 minutes in every single time Fact. maybe i i can there are weirder things that have happened Mackenzie. but I've i listened and watched to weird weirder things Look, exactly. I, I watched a 40-minute video of Brad and Matt noodling yesterday. That's a shout-out to Bon Appetit. We are Bon Appetit fans. <laughs> Look, I did suggest that we do a Bon Appetit podcast, but that was We could vetoed. do it down the line. We could do it down the line. Who knows? The, again, I this is fun just because we're making something with no expectations, yeah. and I need that in my life. Yeah, no, this is... Yeah, you have. There are so many expect. Let's go back to the issue of expectations. Tammy is just a living, breathing, cool person who makes Eric Taylor feel much less stressed just by existing. She really knows what buttons to press to get him to like kind of calm down. Correct. We like her. We like her. We're big fans. Um, but that she, so that brings us to what she's doing with her life in this episode. Yeah. Um, because this is the conversation that they, yeah, this is when they have the conversation, the initial conversation, not follow up. Not the one where she actually says it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in this, on Tuesday, we're only at Tuesday. Oh my gosh. It's a long (laughs) week. Um, on Tuesday, Tammy tells Coach Taylor that she's thinking about getting a job. They're settled into Dylan, and she thinks it's time. And there's not a whole lot of conversation about it at this point, other than, like, she's going to put out some feelers. Eric's really distracted. And like, Eric's really distracted. He's listening, but I don't think he really gets it. At he's that listening point. and asking, like, surface-level questions. Uh-huh. Um, But, yeah, I don't think that he really gets it right now and so that's what happened there um yeah next scene we get a beautiful line from smash to riggins i've seen my granddaddy make better blocks playing checkers that was a good line yeah that was a good line good line and then there's more fights which is excellent (laughs) There and is more so being much mean about so Saracen. Yeah, they're they're just not nice. And like they're there fighting. was a scene of like a bunch of friggin' adults just talking crap about Matt. Which you guys know how I feel about this. Talking and crap? Specifically about Matt. Mm. Wait, what I, is it's it? It's not good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't feel positive about it. Next scene. Cut to shirtless smash. Tyra hooking up. 
at Smash's house. Yeah, because so they were like leaving the restaurant and Smash said something to Tyra about her boyfriend some or another and she was like I don't know if I'd consider him my boyfriend right now and cut scene to shirtless smash making out with Tyra but then smash's mom comes home superhero superhero smash's mom what does she do She, she is not thrilled and what did she accuse Tyra of she accused Tyra of being trash. Over well, yeah, and over. yeah, but then there was something specific that she accused her of, but I should have taken notes on it, and clearly I did not. So you know, Still well, make something up at least. <laughs> you can't. She, you she can't. You have to like, keep the rhythm. Using it as therapy, like using smash as therapy or something. Mm. And then <laughs> Tyra. Was like about to get into Smash's mom's car. She's like, uh, to get her ride walk. home. And she was like, you can walk. And Tyra just looked so offended. And it was, it was a scene. It's a great scene. Good scene. I think good scene. It's good scene. I think we talked a little bit about classism earlier. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is one of the scenes that that was present in. Well, they do, there's there's the elements of race and there's the elements of class and sometimes they go together yeah. and sometimes they don't. Um, this is one of the times where they do go together and we see, you know, a little bit, that's the first time we see where Smash lives. And it's not the nicest part of town. It's not where Coach Taylor's living. Um, you... Tyra is, I think, a little bit nervous about just walking home. Some of yeah. it being like that it's that far away, but also, you know, we're on the wrong side of tracks at that point. Yeah. So, next scene, we go back to the hospital and we find out this is another good uh, quote from Street. He says about Matt Saracen. He's kind of creative. He listens to Bob Dylan and draws pictures and stuff. Jason, I love Jason. At this, he's a point. nice dude. He's, he's a nice dude. He's a good, good kid, and I think that that comes through a lot. Um, he doesn't like ignore the presence of other people just because he's star quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be really easy to make that character into just like prototypical douchebag. Yeah. Yeah, and they didn't, and I appreciate that. Um, and I also appreciate the insight into Matt. Because we haven't gotten a whole lot of characterization on, like, who Matt is beyond football and his friendship with Landry. Right. Street feels like he let everyone down. It is oh, that so hurt sad. Me. I, my comment on that was in all caps, Jason, you didn't let anyone down. Oh. What are some of your other all cap moments? Have we skipped over any? Uh, yeah, hold on. Oh yeah, I forgot that that was a segment of the show. All cap moment of the week. Um, <laughs> perfect. I love it. That's called um, jingles. So the the only that we have skipped over thus far is my note was smash about to try and. Sp- Try to smash that in reference to Tyra. 
And then this is when it cut to the scene of them together. My all caps moment was, wait, he actually did it. That was the all caps moment. So we got, wait, he actually did it. And Jason, you didn't let anyone down. I, you just want to shake these kids. And it's like the emotions of being a high schooler. Guys, you shouldn't shake children. Just He's FYI. not a child. What is wrong with you? <laughs> we need to shake these children until they realize it's going to be okay. Yeah. like Except for him, it's really, I mean, I mean oh, it's so but sad. also, like, I think oh, he didn't let anyone down. Like, he, he had didn't. no control over what happened and what his future now possibly holds. And, like, everyone is more concerned about his health then, well, maybe not everyone, because there are a lot of jerks in this town. But he's but a senior, and he's had years are of... are more concerned about his health. He's had years of people talking about the expectations, and that and, is the main thing. Oh, and it, yeah. It's just over and over, like, all of these musts and shoulds and expect and tradition, it's, it's just easy, stifling. It's easy for people to forget that there is more to them as a person mm-hmm. when there are those sorts of expectations surrounding them all the time and i think that that's what happened to him is i think as a side effect of those expectations is he forgot that like he's more than just a football player yeah he's more than just like a cog in the machine of the football team and yet that moment was heartbreaking it's so sad we follow it with one of the best moments in the episode, one of my favorite quotes. It's an interaction between Landry and Matt. Um, I think they're leaving Matt's house, and Landry, <laughs> Landry says, the problem is that they keep, they keep comparing you to Jason Street. I mean, that's like comparing my music to the Red Hot Chili Peppers or something. I'm not the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, I'm my own thing. I'm not any better or worse. It's just different. <laughs> and then Matt goes, well... You're definitely a whole lot worse. You're definitely worse. (laughs) (laughs) Which I loved. But then, so here's the thing that I didn't love about that conversation is then Matt uses it in a press (laughs) interview and just, it doesn't work. He just butchers it. He 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 doesn't get it it right. They don't know what's happening. It's just the worst. Um, (laughs) So sad. But then at that same point, like, during that same conversation, Landry told Matt, the weirder you are, the better. So, like, maybe he listened to him (laughs) in that (laughs) interview because that was a weird interview. He definitely had some weird. Oh, man. And then right after that, we... We do start seeing that Street and Tim Riggins' relationship isn't all best friend forever and rainbows. It's like the first episode, they talk about Texas forever. We're we're best friends. We're going to own all this land and raise our little babies together. And it's going to be the best. And then you we see earlier in this episode, Riggins being torn up by this. And like, why isn't he visiting? Why hasn't he gone to the hospital yet? There's, Which comes there's up. something deeper, and they're they're just unveiling a little bit at a time. Yeah, um, and that comes up in this the scene where they're this is at football practice, I think. Yeah, this and, was right after the interview, the weird interview. Yeah, um, Lila 
goes up to Tim and is like asking him how he is and trying to get him to go to the hospital. Um, and honestly, at this at this point in the scene, like Lila's great. She has you like a, Lila still. She yeah like so I do think that there are some detriments to the way that she is approaching all of this um, with mm-hmm. regards to her optimism, which we've already talked about. But she's also like, this is something that can't be easy for her. And she's making sure that she takes the time to try and support Jason's best friend, even though he's not like the greatest person. And it's probably not like super easy to do that. Um, but she's trying You have thoughts on that? Yeah, I can't say them. We're this is a spoiler-free podcast. Um, we will not talk about future stuff. Yeah, Lila at this point, she's great. Like she's whether it's motivated by you know genuine empathy or by feeling like I having Buddy as your father. I I think that just really messes you up. And it she is just perfect person. And you know when someone is that perfect it's actually not like ever oh yeah i'm sure there will and that's i think my biggest problem with her character at this point is that she hasn't been characterized she's you mean as anything other than as anything other than like perfect and yeah like she's not dynamic at this point she's fairly Mm -hmm. static and so to be fair, it's the second episode. Most of them are fairly static. Um, I think at this point, the most dynamic character we have is probably Tim. Yeah. Um, and he his dynamic... He has the biggest range, for sure, so far. But yeah. we still haven't seen him be, like... The happiest we've seen him was when they were by the campfire in the first episode talking about, you know, family yeah. and football, whatever. But... Yeah. Okay. What's but next? she does some good things in this episode that are good regardless of her motivation. Like what? Like trying to be there for Tim. That's good. Do you have proof? <laughs> next scene, we find out we have another good dialogue between my best friends, Coach and Tammy Taylor. Where'd you get the job? At the high school. At my high school? I wasn't aware that you had bought it, but yeah, I'm the new guidance counselor at the high school. I really liked the, I wasn't aware that you had bought it. <laughs> but there was a lot of tension in this scene. Oh, so much tension. And Do you think that some of it is from, like, expectations that, you know, gender expectations about providing for the place? Or do you think it's just territorial? I think it's territorial. Um, He says later in that conversation something about how, as a guidance counselor, like, they would have to interact. And she didn't see that that would be a problem. And I think the fact that he thinks it will be a This is the scene that made me decide that I cannot vote for Coach Taylor as Hottie of the Week. For this week. For this week. Because just this scene made me really mad at him. Because I think that his motivation behind not wanting, like, he says something about how guidance counselors can get in the way of, like, the players and the team. And having worked at a high school, I think that the reasoning for that is guidance counselors are the one who are who go to the coach and say, 
your student doesn't have high enough grades to keep playing. Exactly. You need to pull him until he brings his grades up. And it makes me really mad that Coach Taylor is viewing that as a roadblock. Ultimately, these kids are in high school and their focus should be high school. And that made me mad. I get that. It's it's living in the system and trying to play it as well as you can. I feel like there are some things like that that are present, unfortunately. And so, yeah, I, I definitely see where you would get mad about it. It's I this mean, is I a think really this hard is another one. result of like expectations, and I don't think that you yeah. would be like that if it weren't so, if the expectations weren't so heavy. And I think that his knee jerk reaction is a lot stronger than it needed to be. Yeah. But I, I at the same time see where he's coming from. Of oh, like absolutely. Wanting, wanting his own space that's separate from family life because. You know, he recognizes that he's a slightly different person in that situation and he doesn't want to start muddying those waters. Yeah, and I do think that it should have been a conversation between them before she accepted the job. Yeah, that that was kind of confusing to me. Like, yes, one, make make your own decisions. She has total right to have this job or whatever. But when you're but in you're a relationship also in a partnership. like that, you're, you, you have to have conversations about yeah. things like that. Like, I don't understand why she doesn't get how it would be an issue. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, because you you need separate spaces, and I think some couples can be fine, like working together. But that's a conversation that needs to be had, and I didn't like that that wasn't brought up as a conversation. Do you think that? I mean, she's been so supportive up till now in this episode. Do you think that maybe she was just trying to, like, make him feel better so that he's in a good mood when he she springs this on him? No, I think Me she's neither. great. I think she's just and, the best. But And she and made I, like one little mistake. Well, and I honestly think that her getting a job was even more of her just trying to pull some stress off of him. Like, it because wasn't of the, ill I mean, he's so scared about losing his job now that Street's not mm-hmm. with them. Um and they have this house and it's ex- it's in a really nice part of town and stuff. So if anything goes wrong, like I definitely could see that as being And being sole income. Like that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when your job future is not when you don't feel that it's as secure as you want it to be. A high and school so, football coach in Texas, like you have no security. You have does to win. He do anything other than coach football or no. like he's not a teacher. He just no. coaches football. Texas. Do they hire people just as football coaches? If you're a really good coach and you live in Texas, yes. Wild. Okay. All right. I mean, the conversation of valuing sports and funding sports to the level that Americans do is a totally different conversation. But yes, it's it's his only job. Thursday. All right, this is where we get some big news that I don't think you or I were surprised by. Not at all, but I've also seen this whole thing. (laughs) This is true, but like, I definitely wasn't surprised by it, and it was my first time watching it. Um, Jason is paralyzed, and according to the doctor, will 
likely only be able to regain use of his upper body with physical mm-hmm. therapy. Um, and this was something that Coach, I think Coach got the call the night before and was told the night before. No, Coach got it while they were having the conversation about oh, guidance counselor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the night before. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And that ended that conversation. Yeah. Um. So then the next day at the team meeting was, I, I don't know if this was after practice or in I lieu of I, practice. I was kind of unclear with that too. Um. But he tells the team and Tim doesn't take it super well. He walks out of the meeting. Tim leaves. You see. No, I mean, no one takes it super well. Because but this is that hard. this is that scene where I feel like they showed, you know, the full gambit of how guys grieve. Like you see coach just fighting back tears, but like nothing's going to happen. And it's it's like almost angry about it. Mm-hmm. And then we see. Um, Smash is actually crying. Smash actually lets some of it out. Tim Riggins has to leave because he can't show that to other mm-hmm. people. It's just that room. There was so much tension and emotion after he said that. Yeah. They use a lot of hand cam in this. Um, and you you definitely see it become more shaky. hand camp, more shaky every time that it's like something that is a high emotion, which mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I have mixed feelings about. I think that it is an, effect, an effective thing, but it, it can lead to some shots that are like... Not wonderful. Yeah. 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 And it also leads to some that are amazing, but... Yeah. Um, but that was basically all that happened in that scene um yeah they then skipped i think skipped practice that's what i took of it is like that meeting ended up being in lieu of practice oh no internet okay we back yeah we back okay say what you just said again um that was basically all that happened in that scene though um it i from what I took of it, they ended up doing that meeting in lieu of practice, which, I mean, they have a game tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But also it is Friday really Night emotional, Lights. So, all right. But that was that scene. And I, then we cut to, oh, do you have more to say about the scene? No, no, it's not worth saying. Sure. Yeah. All right. So then we cut to um, Matt and Landry while Matt is at work. At like a re- a fast food restaurant. Um, is that and... what was next? I thought that we went to the hospital again. No, I think it's the restaurant, then the hospital. Okay, so we went to the restaurant again. Um, and Matt's studying, and Landry's helping him, and that's basically all that happens. But he's very focused, and you can tell there's a lot of drive um, there. Mm-hmm. And he wants. But they also bring up like how much he has to learn. There's only 250 more variants that you have to learn, and he has to just have it all completely down. Yeah, yeah it's a lot, but he's working it. Mm-hmm. Giving out free drinks. Give, saying giving sorry out free to people for getting French fries. Then we go to the hospital and we get another line from Lila that just embodies everything that Lila is as a person. You are Jason Street and I am Lila Garrity. Everything is going to work out just the way we planned it. Yeah. Um, my 
note there was, Lila, plans go to crap sometimes, okay? This is probably... Do you think that this is the first time that she's been met with adversity? Probably. Like, big adversity. Because going with class system, I mean, she's she's top of it in this town. Yeah. Her buddy, oh, he's head of the boosters. He owns a car dealership. She, She's doing well. Yeah, I don't think that there's been anything. And, I mean, we could absolutely be wrong. Who knows? Like, whatever. But from what we can tell, she probably hasn't gone through anything very big. Right. Anything like this. And then they say a prayer. And Jason, during the prayer, it looked like, I mean, he... He wasn't paying attention, really. But then it seemed like he got snapped back in as soon as he said amen. And he's like, yeah, I can do this again. I'm a little hopeful. But I saw him, like, not falter, but just the hope was questioned temporarily, which makes so much sense. Yeah. The, yeah, I I thought that the prayer was really beautiful, like... But it was also very, it implied that getting through the struggle meant that he would be able to walk again and they would get it exactly the way that they had planned it. I think especially when you're taking into account what Lila had said prior um, about their plans. And like, I just, I don't think that them pulling through that this test that they're being given necessarily means he will walk again and necessarily means that things will go the way that they want them to go. But in regard to intention, Lila is very linear. She she wants to know what's going to happen. And then I, I do think that maybe that adjustment that, that um, Street made where he was like, yeah, I'm back in this was, well, I have other options. This one part of me might be gone, but... I do have these other options and I'm going to start fighting for him because you don't get to be that good at something without being that type of person. Oh yeah. Like there's as even at that level of being really good at something, like there's some separation. Um, You have to have drive. Yeah. And like, you don't get that good at something just from natural talent. No, it's just not a thing. And so, yeah, I agree. Good scene. Good, Good scene. scene. Um, and then we come to Matt's house, I think is oh the next scene. Oh my gosh. Scene. Yes. <laughs> you can start out with this one since you clearly have feelings. Coach came over to Saracen's house late. Um, Matt saw that Coach was pulling in. And before anything, he was like, hey, Grandma, go to your room. <laughs> And she's like, what? I, uh. And then Coach comes up to the door. Matt doesn't even let him in. He's just so embarrassed about his life and about the house and about the fact that his he's taking care of his grandma. And it just broke my heart. Um, yeah, that was... And he's like embarrassed about his football performance first, I think, because he he does seem pretty good at being able to separate these things out. Mm-hmm. And he just doesn't want to see, he doesn't want coach to see his grandma being proud of him when he knows that he wasn't great. Yeah. But coach handled that so well. 
Oh my gosh, he's the best person. Initially, I think he'd been planning on doing the whole conversation there. And mm-hmm. then when he saw how embarrassed, one, embarrassed Matt was, and two, how proud his grandma was, he was like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna step on this. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do this outside of, and I really, I thought that was great. I handled, I thought he handled it really, really well. Um, and so he took him to the football stadium. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this yeah. is the first the first one that I was real close to crying with, like this whole scene. And for me, you know, a lot of it comes to, I have daddy issues, you know? And whenever I see really strong, he just cares for him so much. Yeah. And it just, that's enough to do it for me. Um, we find out that Saracen's dad is in Iraq. Um, I think that that was just deduced from photos, but then coach brings it up. And so in order to not have this conversation at the house anymore, they take him to the football field, turn on all of the lights. It's late at night. Um, and Saracen is just like shaken. He is so in his head about what's going to happen at the game tomorrow and about all these expectations. Um, so coach just has like an amazing coach moment. He that yeah, that this entire scene coach was just fantastic. He uh-huh. he handled it all very very well um and got him I think out of his head a little. A little. Yeah. Yeah, and it he did it by putting him in the situation one so, so I teach voice lessons, and one of the big things that I say is you have to practice the way that you're going to perform, and that's what they did in this situation. Oh, mm-hmm. no, you went away. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I Okay, can hear you. so it's you have to practice the same way that you perform, and in that situation, you know, he was so in his head, but if they, if they had just practiced like that, you know, then the next day he's going to go on the on the field and he's going to be completely in his head and going crazy. So yeah. they they turn on, they start turning on um, the sound of the crowd and they turn it up really loud and they just get him actually playing, but in a way that's so low stakes and that mm-hmm. he's able to start building a little bit of that confidence. And then by the end of the scene, it's like, oh yeah, this guy could actually do it. Yeah. it's It's really beautiful just the way that he was able to start from where he was from where Matt was rather than like you need to be here already no it's like he found out Saracen is at a low place so we met him there and then he brought him up really quickly actually but with him rather than um making it something that he has to bear on his own yeah And then was it right after that scene that um, Coach was, he was saying something about Matt's situation? Um, I can't remember. So right after that scene, we go to Buddy again, to Buddy Garrity at the car dealership. And it's more tradition, more blah, blah, blah. And And that's... That's where I was like, well, he, the the relationship with Lila, because Lila was such a 
uh, featured character in this episode. Yeah. I, I'm sure that they were trying to bring up, look, these two are connected. Look at how they handle the situations in very parallel ways. Mm-hmm. Was it yeah. Buddy who said, if we lose this ta- this game, this town's just going to be in a t- turmoil? Yeah. I didn't like that. I was mad at him for that. He's expectations embodied. He's he's like the entire town. I think, so last episode you talked about how you put the team as its own character. The town is its own character and that's Buddy. Yeah. Yeah. That, like that... It just frustrates me that, and I I understand that this is like the culture of the town, but it frustrates me that they, that this is their whole, like, that it's the end of the world if they lose a game. Mm -hmm. Even though it's one game. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. But then they went into another montage situation. Yeah, they started playing uh, Devil Town. Yeah. And the the lyrics I think people listen to lyrics and so this must have meant something otherwise it wouldn't be there. Yeah. And the lyrics are all my friends were vampires didn't know they were vampires found out I'm a vampire myself in the devil town. Um what is the, what do you think that they wanted to convey? See, I didn't listen to the lyrics. Um, and like my takeaway from the montages is, I don't know, to me, they just feel like they're wasting time. Who? Like the people making the show. Like they have, you thought they were just trying to stretch things out. Yeah. It felt like they just had three minutes to kill. And so they did a montage. That's what these feel like to me. And Mm -hmm. I understand that they're on network TV. And so they do have like, they have to meet a certain length like it's not they weren't in the era of netflix where your show can be however long your show needs to be Mm -hmm. it had to be an hour Mm -hmm. with like whatever room they were allotting for commercial 42 minutes straight on and so So. it felt i could like just make it shorter but also they can't and so yeah i could see that i thought i thought that it was just more exposition more setting more and we needed a little bit more of that right then. And it was also just everything that was happening on Friday. Yeah. So it's like... The rally I, girls and... The words, I think, summed up everything that I was feeling through this. I mean, all my friends are vampires. Everyone in this town is a freaking vampire, vicariously living through this football team. Yeah. And they don't have anything else going on. And then it's noticing all of these characters kind of becoming self-aware about how they fit into that. And yeah. I, th- I thought that it was just kind of concise and it brought us back to like, okay, this is the main thing is expectations and this town is smothering people under yeah. the expectations. And then we go uh, start the game and we get another great coach and Saracen moment, um, which was Sam is about to cry part two. And then they kick off and it's great. Yeah, um, from that scene, we do get a quote that I really liked. Um, And I think it was Coach saying it. If we're going to come back from this loss, we're going to need every one of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really liked that. 
straight up calling out um, the the radio people from earlier in the episode where they're like, well, it's all about the quarterback. And yeah. then he says, no, this is everyone. Yeah. Even though, you know, in his head, he knows, yeah, maybe Saracen's the most important, but we can't, that's not the point. Like, yeah. we need to Even if you have it. a phenomenal quarterback, if you don't have a team that's working together, you're not going to win. Yeah. And I thought it was really great that he called attention to the fact that they need to be a team. Mm-hmm. I also love how just the script, it references stuff. There's so much foreshadowing and so much like circling back. It's, uh-huh. it's a very strong message yeah. with the script. Um, and there's there aren't really wasted lines in it where they're just going to throw this away. It's like, no. So going through the montages, I guess you could argue that if you're just not into montages. But to me, it just feel everything feels so precise that it's like, okay, these guys aren't just messing around. If they want this there, it's for a reason. What is that reason? And then yeah. that kind of makes me think about some of the parts that I might, you know, tune out from a little yeah. bit more easily. See, and for me, the montages are almost like them, like the producers giving permission to tune out. Mm. They're like, oh, Maybe. don't worry. Like, until things start happening again, like, you don't have to pay that much attention. And maybe I should, like... Maybe I need to actively work on paying closer attention to those montages, but like it feels to me as if it's them giving permission hmm. because there's nothing to kind of process everything else that has happened. Yeah, possibly. Like, there's just nothing in there that's calling your attention. Hmm. For me, it's the song, just because I like all of the music with this. I think is so good. They yeah. <sighs> Who's the hottie of the week? Um, Three. We we need to say it at the same time, unless it's different people. You go first. Do we have? Well, welcome to hottie of the week. Maybe Sponsored we can say it at the same by time. By M and M's. <laughs> Who's your green M M&M and M of the week? <laughs> <laughs> well, M and M's are nasty, so. Not sure. Um, it's Tammy, right? Tammy's yeah, the hottie of this week. I thought we were going to do it the way we did it last episode. That was more just to like set up the path. Okay, fine. Um, yeah, Tammy's hottie of the week. Absolutely. Just no one else. Yeah, no one came close. close. Tyra absolutely cannot be hottie of the week because she sucks this episode. Yeah, but just, I mean, this episode, she's not hottie of the week. Coach Taylor also had some anger moments this episode, but also had some really good moments this episode. But it's We're Tammy. seeing that he's a human a lot more. And I, I, I think that this, this whole episode was about Tammy though, right? Because it's like, look at all of this chaos that happens. And then this angelic Tammy, Gosh. Tammy Taylor walks in and then everything finds Literal a place again. Angel. Oh, she's the best. Also back to Rice Krispie Treats. She said she was going to make them from a box. How else do you make Rice Krispie treats if not you from have to a... Mine, you have to mine your own rice. You don't mine rice. And then you have to pop it You yourself. get it from a rice patty. You have to mine it from the rice patty and then pop it yourself. Homemade. But uh, wait. 
Like, there's no other way to make Rice Krispie treats than from a box of you Rice can get Krispie a bag. cereal. You can get a bag. Those Malto meal bags, I think I use more often than boxes. Okay, fine. Have you ever tried it with, like, Chex? It's fantastic with other cereals. I like it with... I like a mix. I think they're honey grams. Rice cr- oh, honey grams are so good. But I like it with a mix because I do feel like you still need that classic like Rice Krispie texture. It's, yeah, I think But that, add some other flavor by throwing some honey grams in. So you're thinking that instead of M&M's, it would be better substituted with just honey grams. Yes. I think that the texture thing would be too weird for me with that. Like for the main, the main grain that's carrying this thing, I want it to be kind of consistent. And then... If I'm going to have something other See, than think, that, it needs to really deviate. I think the texture of the honeygrams is like too weird to have as a whole entity treat thing. Can we test it out? Absolutely. Okay. Two weeks. Two weeks. Rice Krispie treats. Because I think Any, perfect proportion would be like 75% Rice Krispie, 25% honeygrams. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we need to like film this in style of Bon Appetit and just send it to Claire <laughs> and try to make it our friend. She needs to be um, my friend. Yeah, I agree. I really love Brad too, though. Have you seen the video? I think it was the cut that did it. That was like, this is how Claire does it. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I drink tea and go to sleep. And then I wake up late. (laughs) And then they cut to like her showing up 45 minutes late to the episode she did with Brad. It was amazing. Oh, they're the best. This episode was sponsored by Bon Appetit. This sponsor, it was not sponsored. (laughs) This, this video or this podcast is an obvious ad for Bon Appetit, but it's, they are not paying us. So... If one of our five listeners, ten, ten listeners. One of our ten listeners. Is on the staff at Bon Appetit. Bon Appetit. Why haven't you messaged us yet? This will not stop until you message us. We will Thank you continue. for listening. May your eyes be clear. Your heart, and your heart full, full. And don't lose a single time this week. I'm Mackenzie. I'm Sam. Bye. Bye.